0: Yo,
2: son! One F is life.
1: It's not the one you should be underestimating. No, it's
2: it Godzilla, King Kong, Loch Ness. We rap nerd out here, right? Like, I can tell you were a nerd. It's pride all. And Good that's God. raw, hard, hard girl. Speaking of sneaky big tits, are you out there fucking? <laughs> I'm doing that. <laughs> years ago, I bought a millionaire year <laughs> Just years ago. Years ago. Years ago. Years ago. Cypher Sounds. Peter Rosenberg. One app is life. Hey, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. And I'm going to be 54 years old this year, bro. I literally am only saying that because we have a Brit on the podcast, and it's currently my favorite thing. His name is Sonny Jim (laughs) from Birmingham, England, and living in London. Did you happen to catch the thing? What was the name of the group again? What was the name of the group that had beef with Big Daddy Kane? Oh, I know exactly who you're talking would William. Hi, Jack.
1: Wow, you starting with that. No, no, no. I mean, so, so,
2: so, by the way, we talked about that a lot, and I, I actually very much understood the circumstance. Mm. We were just cracking up at the actual audio. So oh, we okay. played the audio many times. What, what
1: was the audio? It was the one where they did a little Instagram post. With, yep, it was the yeah, explanation. And yeah, in the explanation, yeah. he's
2: like, I'm gonna be fifty-four yeah. years old this year, bruv. He doesn't even say bruv. I add that to the story. But and it's crazy because like we love to laugh at it and simultaneously totally understand where he's coming from because our podcast is we're the hijack of, of hip hop podcasting. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So I get it. I, I get it. I get it. Um, yo, Sonny Jim is here. Um, an artist I've been playing on real late now for I don't know, the last uh I don't know, year or two, three. Yeah, first record I feel like I played with you was a, a few years ago already. Yeah,
1: yeah, it might be a Kev Brown joint that I didn't like. Oh, it, 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 it.
2: Yeah, I forgot that we have. I forgot there's a Kev Brown piece to the conversation. Hey, can you pass me my phone? Top shelf, um, or Natalie? Thank you, babe. Yeah, here we go. Okay, so so Mark put me on. T- Mark either put me on to Sunny Jim, or I saw that you did a project with Kev Brown, or yeah. some some combo of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, how long have you been in London for?
1: About seven years now.
2: And how long you've been? Is that how long you've been like hardcore pursuing the rap, or goes way back?
1: Um, no, I put my first vinyl in t- two
2: thousand and five. Oh wow, you've been after bro, it.
1: I've been here for a long time.
2: You're gonna be fifty four years old this I mean, year, I mean, bro. I'm
1: not that I'm not, <laughs> I, I mean, I'm not there yet, but I'm not that. But you're, you're a grown up. But you're a grown, yeah, up, you're a grown gr- gr- yeah, 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 yeah.
2: And and for people who haven't, I'm gonna play some music for you guys. If you're not familiar, but like, would you say it's fair that to say that you're sort of in the ilk of if people enjoy um, Marcy and you know Doom and Griselda to an extent, and sort of the underground, like the the current underground that's very in right now. Yeah. But I, I but I feel you you lean sort of in the Marcy direction. Crime Apple people whose approach to the beat isn't necessarily always straightforward. Mm. You have you have your own pocket.
1: I mean, it's funny. I get all sorts of comparisons, but Doom and Marcy come up quite a lot.
2: Well, those like, are good ones. I I, I, I kind of run it's, with those.
1: It's, it's it's good company to be in. It's
2: it? yeah. We have people being like, you know, you remind me, remind <laughs> me of Howard Stern <laughs> and and Funk Flex. I'd be like, yeah, I'll take that. I've never gotten it, but I'll take it. um so you' been so in two thousand and five, you were in Birmingham, which is where you're from,
1: yeah, yeah, but I went rapping full time, then I only been rapping full time from maybe like twenty sixteen like I gave so it was it, well, then it was just it was a hobby i I mean, it wasn't a hobby, I was, try, I, was I was trying to get on right, but, but, um, but
2: it, well it, it you didn't choose for it to be a hobby, <laughs> yeah, the yeah, situation yeah. did
1: yeah yeah, yeah yeah, <laughs> um but you know uh oh yeah, 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 that's it, yeah, you reminded me no, I was battling so 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 back then, especially you know obviously the whole rap situation was different back then but in England it was even more difficult to and part of the way you got on like I weren't trying to go and do battles but we was battling like like you lot was like you lot be doing you know, we was battling like that on the corners outside every venue outside every show we was you know on the streets, rhyming like that, but it weren't really to be. Uh, we like we weren't to be no battle rappers. It was more so like that was just kind of the way that you, a way to do something, yeah, and and, and, and have a little and you audience might get on, and then you know you might meet people and then have a studio situation because there was no infrastructure at all back then.
2: What's the cultural
1: scene of Birmingham, England like? I mean, it's a it's some gang shit. It's it's uh Cultural scene—it's real.
2: Well, what's um, what's what's the ethnic makeup of Birmingham?
1: It's real multicultural. So, uh, lots of Indians, lots of Pakistanis. You're Indian. I'm Indian. Okay. So, and there's a lot of Jamaican influence there. loads of people from the Windrush era and all that. So, yeah, it's real cultural. Now, it's very different, but it's still super diverse.
2: Super. How how different? New uh, new mean, groups came in. Yeah,
1: Africans. Um, lot, yeah, lots of Africans. Lot. I mean, it's a big Somali community where I mm. live. Lots of the Eastern Europeans. You know, different countries got opened up to different border hopping. So you know, like, right. So whoever in that yeah, time. But when I when I was growing up, yeah, it was like you know, English people, Indians, Pakistanis, and a big Jamaican community where I'm from.
2: And you were born there. I was born in Birmingham. Yeah. When did your parents? Go there.
1: Uh, my mom came over there when she was five years old. She, she like uh, she was actually born in Kenya. Wow. Yeah. Uh, well, both your parents are Indian. They're both Indian. Her dad was took the whole family there over for some work thing. Okay. And so she was born there, and my pops came over. I think when he was like, I don't know, maybe nine, ten.
2: From India. From
1: India. Yeah.
2: Where in India?
1: Uh, we're from a place called Punjab, North India.
2: Have you Have you been there much?
1: Ah, uh, oh, it's funny you ask that. So, um, I hadn't been back. And I had no interest in going back. I don't know why, because did just other places that I went to visit, you know, while I was growing up. But yeah. it's so crazy the you is So uh, last year, me and my boy went, did my man sitting right there. We went back uh, and we just we just went to, we, we signed to a label. We did a few things and we was like, you know, had a little tour bus and we just went to have some fun. Took, took a bus around India. Just got loads of footage, loads of content, whatever, wherever. And we ended up in a place called Amritsar, which is where the Golden Temple is. It's like, you know, um, and I was like, yo, I, can't, I came here 30 years ago and I'm sure like where I'm from, from ain't too far from here. So I hit my pops and I was like, yo, where are we from? He was like, yo, you're only two. So anyway, long long story short, we ended up going to back to the village that I'm from, from, and we shot a bunch of videos there. I got all my cousins, all my uncles and aunts out there. We only went for like one, two days. We ended up staying there for like a week, week and a half. And just, yeah, it was a great experience. What was the, what's the town like that you're, you're from? It's a small town? Bro, it's a small town. You know what? It's a small town, but it's crazy because you, I mean, obviously, you know, you, you go all across the world and small town, big town, wherever you sit down with people and we're all kind of the same. Right. Like we we went there. We I didn't know what it was going to be like. I knew- middle class? Your, is your family middle no, class? No, we ain't middle class. No. Your family's broke. Yeah, because
2: yeah. I, I mean, because I don't know much about India, but I know it's a huge population. I
1: mean, to be fair, I wouldn't say they. I wouldn't even say they're broke now. Like they got AC, they got clean water. Right. The kids are going to school. They got two cars and a motorcycle. It's just a hard so, comp. It's just a hard know. comp
2: to life in England, in the United States. Yeah. Yeah, and the
1: thing is, even if they wanted to, they couldn't come over to England just the way to... You know, you can't get a visa to come come to England because people in India think you're gonna escape the country and never come back. Right. I mean to be fair, if they got if they got off to England, that's probably what they would it's, do. It's possible. But you know, everyone's just trying to look for a better life, isn't it?
2: Wow. Um how was the food? Oh, the food was amazing.
1: I like to eat and the food was amazing. And it's an unbelievably
2: cheap, right? Bro. Yeah. That's a, Natalie's story. All of Natalie's stories from India all involve her having insane meals yeah. and treating everybody for like $15 and just being like, yeah. yo, everybody, let's just live. Yeah.
1: But you know what's crazy though? Like there's, there was times when we would go eat at places and you know, we'd be, like how we move, we go everywhere. We don't just go to like, you know, the big, we go to different corners of India or whatever and like people were just so gassed to be around us and, and talk to us and hear our story and know that we're from England and all that. You see people who haven't really got much and they'd be like, no, nah, don't worry about the bill. Wouldn't let you pay. You're good. We won't pay for you, innit? We'd never let them do that, you know what I mean? But yeah, it was just a, it was just a you know, it's something that you don't experience in other parts of the world, innit? I, I you know, I ain't never been in England and one of the guys at the restaurant has gone yo don't worry about this I got you you know right, right, it's right. Like, if you don't know him like that it's, you know if you're just a stranger
2: right so yeah it was it, it, yeah the food was crazy um does your mom make
1: home cooked Indian food my mom ain't a good cook but shout out to my mom <laughs> Man, just crazy. <laughs> no, no, that's what I, I, I. The you know, honesty. Sorry, the honesty is great. Shot to my mom though.
2: So no one cooks like authentic Indian food in the house. Oh no, I
1: grew up eating authentic. That's why I knew what it's like when I went there. But my grandma used to cook. Ah,
2: she was the one.
1: Bro, you know what? My grandma used to cook. An RIP. She she died like a few years ago. Oh man. And I was real. I was real close to my grandma, and. Like this, just continuation of the story, but I made an album with my man here, yeah. And I started rapping in Punjabi. That's my language, you know.
2: Your native tongue?
1: Yeah. And I never thought of doing that, but when we got the deal and all that, they weren't asking this us. This deals you know, with a, a, re- a label called Azadi Records. Okay. Yeah. Wait, and did you already know Punjabi? Bro, so I knew, I'll tell you what Punjabi I thought I knew. So the only person I used to speak Punjabi to was my grandma. And then I knew a bunch of swear words and, you know, like right, derogatory. Right, right, right. And so as soon as he said, all right, cool. We start. So, you know, we're rapping in English, whatever. But I was like, you know, he's like, yo, you should rap in Punjabi. I'm like, well, ah. all right, let me give it a try. And all of a sudden, bro, it was opening up a new chamber for me because I didn't know I knew all those words, you know. But when you start tapping in... It's almost like you got something in the back of your brain that you forget about. You know what I mean? If you don't use it, you forget about it. And because I didn't use it, because she'd passed and I don't speak to anybody. You know We speak English at home. So when I started writing, I was like, yo, because I've been rhyming so long that I've used a lot of the combinations and schemes. And And so it gave you
2: a new chamber. I get it. It opened up all these new sounds.
1: Yeah, bro. On the way, on the way here in the taxi, we met a guy, we asked him what his name was. He said, Mr. Singh. So in India, if you're Punjabi, everyone calls themselves Mr. Singh. So I told him about my village where I'm from. And he was like, bro, I've been there. This is, the, this is the guy that taxi on the way here we played him a joint me rapping in Punjabi the, the guy was gassed he couldn't believe why he was here. hold on
2: I hear, can you tell me I want to hear a song of you rapping in Punjabi I, have not, I haven't heard that which I listened to <laughs> is, is it on streaming
1: no no none of his uh, he can play you he can play you he, he's got a joint
2: hold on I, I need to hear this he's got a bunch of joints Um, you, you guys you guys tell me play, actually play, can you um, play him cold blooded no but you might will you just send it to me can you send it to me through AirDrop, or something like that? This or, th- this is a joint, like it ain't it ain't finished or nothing. But you're welcome to play it. The Wi-Fi is five hundred five. And Nat, do you know what your uh, password is? Hold on, Nat. I can put it in for you. Oh yeah, uh, yeah There you go. Don't don't start talking about my passwords, all right? Let me get a mic. Um, all right, so it, we'll, we'll we'll play that in a second, but that's crazy that it's really interesting to think about, though, that you could, if all of a sudden you realize you have access to more words. Yeah, man. As a rapper who's already, how many, how many different projects over the years have you put out?
1: At least 20.
2: That's a lot of words, bro.
1: That's what I'm saying.
2: So you've made hundreds of songs.
1: Uh, uh, yeah, thousands.
2: So like with that amount of music that you've already done, yeah, I can imagine the creative boost that you got, you know? Like, yeah. It was like...
1: Bro, now we are on our second album now with the label, and I'm rapping so much in Punjabi. He's telling me to cool out because yeah, he, he speaks you know, Hindi. He, yeah. but, but you know, like <laughs> so he's like, "Yo, chill, dude, you know, like." That's
2: but that's that's super cool. Have you found, have you found audience with it too? Like immediately yeah. do people, bro. There's this this is the, there's a the whole crazy
1: thing, out there because there's so many people there, and I think that I'm I'm very sure like this is a you know a, a stat the demographic of like, I don't know, 18 to 30 is the biggest in any country. So the the young people are, is load, you know, hundreds of thousands, millions of, you know. And,
2: the, and you they're, know. And well, yeah, mil, no, probably yeah, million, yeah. millions. hundreds of thousands. Yeah. India's a billion people, no? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So there's millions, millions of, of, millions
1: people. of like people that you can tap into. Yeah, bro. Hip- hip-hop just had his golden era. It's
0: like, hip-hop just had its golden era now. Yeah. And while we were there, you' got a joint with C. them who we were like, Right, right now, they're like the Kendrick of India on Broca's records. Right? Yeah, I'll uh, okay, okay. I, 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 I tell you the levels, yeah.
1: I've been doing this music for so long, and obviously, I've got to join with Doom, whatever. That's my most popular song on yes, Spotify.
2: It's a great record with Doom and Electronica. Appreciate that.
1: So, this group, See Their that he's talking about, I just done the song with them maybe six months ago. That's my second most popular ever. So that'll show you like how. Right, right. Immediately by
2: tapping into. Yeah.
1: How big their their audience is and like, you know, that's, you know, I've put out all these songs over the years and my second most popular ever is one that I've done six months ago with a group in India, rapping in Indian.
2: Um, I have to imagine. What? Population. There's eight hundred eight million people under twenty five. I hear I'm saying. hundred thousand, a few. You're like a hundred thousand, <laughs> hundreds of thousands, maybe. Yeah, bro. If you could catch, if you could catch a wave with the smallest percentage of people. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. You're that's that's a crazy that's a crazy number. Now, I have to imagine there's loads of Indian people in the British hip hop scene as well. Or not oh, as many as not as many as I would think, oh, oh, considering the no, cultural no. impact.
1: Less than twenty. Twenty that I, that I know.
2: You mean artist-wise? I couldn't even tell you ten artists. Yeah, Indian Indian British artists
1: that do that do rap
2: shit. That do rap, but what about the fan, what about fan base-wise?
1: Oh, fan base-wise, I mean, I don't know. I ain't really looked at it like that, but I don't think I get. I mean, if I do a a venue of say 500, I might see 20 Indian people.
2: So it's not as if, because the reason I say this is because obviously the, the, the cultural impact of Indian people in England is big, right? Oh, so there's a audience. Obviously the people are there, bro. You know, what's crazy. Yeah. I don't
1: really look at like YouTube comments and that, but every now and again, that I do, you know what people be arguing about hmm. my race and my color, so like people i don't think people know that i'm indian or know that i'm of this background or whatever whatever. you know what's so funny
2: about that too (laughs) it's weird you know what i mean and it's also funny because as americans we're just generally ignorant and stupid so full stop like when you walked when you walked in i was like literally when i hear you all i hear is a british dude (laughs) i mean that you know what that's what i want that's it so to me your brand. I was listening to your album this weekend at the grocery store. Just walking around, listening to your okay. most. What's the name of the recent album? Uh Oteland and Armagnac. and it's dope. By the way, thank you. Appreciate uh, it. I, I got like uh, I, one track after another. No, it's a no skip. Great. No, I hip was trying book. to
1: bring the producer with me. He was here at UFC with me on Saturday. He just, oh, really? He just flew back yesterday. He had a little issue and he had to go back. You went to UFC. But, uh, yeah, we went UFC. We went to Madison Square on. That's why y'all we are was rich. Here.
2: Y'all are rich for underground no, rappers no, just to no. get in the building. We didn't pay for no tickets. All right, good because that shit was super expensive. <laughs> yeah, no, that, they were charging John. Uh, John, uh, what's his face? Uh, prices. John Jones prices for not a John Jones fight. Uh, bro, if you need to connect,
1: I might have it for you. You got the link? Uh, yeah,
2: because that place is uh, yo. They were they were charging a thousand dollars to get into the Garden. Regular tickets. Wow. Yeah. I think the lowest seat. I believe I heard the lowest seat at MSG for UFC, what was it, 295? Was 800.
1: Yeah, crazy. Yeah, even when I was trying to go in England, when I didn't have the link, they were charging something like that. Yeah. It's
2: it's wild. Um, no, but it's interesting because brand-wise, when I'm listening to your album and I, I just hear you, yeah, what comes across personality-wise, obviously, is your voice. Mm. Like, even the most... Open minded and and diverse of sort of u s hip hop fans only hear so many British rappers unless you are oh, yeah of course. unless you're specifically into grime or u k yeah, rap and yeah. like that's what you listen to yeah, but like I would say I'm probably more aware than the average American, and I still have a very limited base of u k rap that I've listened to now get even more inside because you're not just like u k rap it's underground rap. Yeah, you know what I mean. You're part of the. You're part of this whole underground. Thing this is going. super niche. It's super niche, um, but really dope, man. So, what was the first thing that you did that made that got any headway? That started like. Oh, um, I would say. Uh, I
1: mean, the first thing that I would consider that. Well, I, I, the way I, the way I can answer that question is the first thing where I went. Okay, I'm not. I'm not working anymore. Okay, that's I be a fair one. i want to be a full time rapper now. Yeah. Um, was when I dropped the album "Muddy My Malbec. Um We had Westside Gun on there before he was. So what year? This is like fifteen was
2: 2016. or twenty sixteen. We got okay. we got
1: the joint off him in twenty fifteen. We dropped the album in twenty sixteen. We had Heems on there. We had Dash on there. We had Quelle Chris on there. You know, and for a rapper, especially from that time, no no one was really do, doing not from where i Which Which
2: Heems, current Heems of now. I mean, he's gone through lots of phases, but um, it, the. Well, Not Indi- Indian Hemes from Queens? Of course, man. Well, no, because there's Hemes who rolls oh, with Rick yes, Hot with BSF. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shouts yeah, out yeah. to my bro, Hemes. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah Babe, Queen. remember, Hemes is my man who you and I were watching a random episode of Anthony Bourdain, and I'm like, yo, yeah, that's my yeah, man Hemes yeah, on yeah, there. Yeah. That Hemes. That Yeah, hemes yeah. who made the uh, Pizza Hut and Taco Bell. The <laughs> most Queens dude. He's maybe one of the most Queens individuals who's ever lived.
1: Yeah, for sure.
2: He embodies it. For sure. So, oh, so you did a record with him. Yeah, as well going yeah. back to- I mean he's on our new album as well so this is this is uh, the first project that pops up on Spotify is The Greatest Sin 2012 oh you're going all the way back that's got AG on it nah from
1: digging in the crates wow y'all got AG on this joint 2012
2: oh yeah this is a this is with AG this is a single with
1: well, AG AG came to the the, the most ghetto studio the in Brixton and he came on his one before he had to do a show and he repped it. AG came to the dirty part of
2: Brixton wow. by himself. And what, what, how, how did you get this done? You gave him a bag of cash?
1: I, uh, this was in the MySpace days. Okay. I ain't going to say how much, but I sent him some bread on, on MySpace. And like he was taking a minute to send it back. And I was like, eh, I might not even get his back. you know. And then when he was in London, I said to him, yo, I'm going to be at the show. So can you come through to my man's studio and... Uh, and he was good money. He came wow. by himself to the studio three hours before the show, kicked it with us. He had his guys calling him saying, yo, you got to come to the, he was like, yo, you want to come to the show? I said, oh, I said wow. Yeah. yeah, shout out to AG. In fact, I just got another verse off him recently for another project I'm doing. I think he's living out in Japan right he now. Yeah, see those. He I you.
2: Yeah, that's crazy you pulling that <laughs> shit like this.
1: Uh, you
0: know my
2: favorite thing about, My favorite thing is that what you have online is (laughs) you have the radio edit up. Uh, There's both. There's both. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I
1: mean, we don't be making radio edits. I was about to say this would have been just for me. I would have
2: been, been um, your shouts to AG, man. That's dope. So you grew up obviously a true school head, like just, you were into the real, you were into the good shit.
1: How I got into it was, um, my cousins used to go to Canada to visit some other family of ours. And whenever they used to come back, they used to come back with tapes. And like my first like foray into it, or just like you know getting a little glimpse was they used to come back with Scarface joints, um, Ghetto Boys, Ice Cube, you know all all that sort of thing. So that was my first like, and I you know what? As soon as I heard that shit, I was like, yeah, this is me. So that was my 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 in the the Scots uh, I can't remember what tape it was, but Scarface was one of the first. Really, shit I was like, yeah. I like this shit. Well, yeah. The diary? It's been the diary. Nah, this was before the
2: diary, bro. This is this oh,
1: wait a minute. Mr. Scarface? Um, what's it has got something with the title The World. The World Is Yours.
2: That's it. Yeah, with the with that 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 cover with like that super basic ass graphic.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. That's that that was like one of my first rap albums. So
2: so to. the record Bar Simpson is your biggest record on Spotify. On
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. This
2: is the first it was and Oh, this is not the first one I played. This is the one I played probably the most.
1: Okay. For someone yeah. reason. The
0: Left the lodge, shot the deer. Smoked the spliff with the Swiss chocolatier. Tap your pocket, flossing. All in Florence with the central pay Modeling an ounce of orange. Tax dodging. Smoking that Moroccan. In the trap, cropping bag of man cotching next week I'm out in France yachting two grand in my back pocket cop this on the black market gourmet dish I covered all bases now he caught cases I caught a case at the horse races Tom Ford framing hopping off the boat blazing blood address
2: for the Who occasion the
1: shrimps
2: Cajun, uh, the my guy Purist he, he, he produced the whole album and if you're hearing this and going wow MF Doom would sound great on this I have fantastic news for you
0: <laughs> agent, Keep listening. It will happen for you. <laughs> playing, I like this out. Like so Pay playing. attention to the detailing. Uh, I'm all over my Anna I had to call her over, Casanova. Well, the Anna
2: Kournikova bars,
0: praise. Score a goal like Zola and take home the Gorgonzola. Gorbachev chop the Yola. Roll the Utopia.
2: Black bottle Remy at the grove. Now you give I'm me the- um a lot of Ghostface too. Mm. Like there's a lot of ghost face in there and people won't hear it necessarily because of voice quality. Say, That's
1: interesting. No one's ever said that, but I I, I fuck with that.
2: Because of the short the, the short little images. Bits, little, the little, little bits little, of, yeah. of images yeah, that yeah, you're yeah. splattered, yeah. which is a doom thing too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I would argue probably that I don't know that anyone's ever been better at it than ghosts. Like mm. ghost ability to just give yeah, you yeah, yeah. and Raekwon yeah. too. They both do it mm. sorta of brilliantly. Um, I love like that shit. It's, it's fun I've with the writing, you know, It's such a different form of art. It's not yeah. storytelling. It's tiny <laughs>
0: stories.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah two to All your employer. Tom are here for a few more days, right?
2: Yeah, we here till Sunday. Till Sunday? Y'all should make the trip out to Long Beach okay. and, and go to and go to uh Doom Street. Oh, okay. They 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 have a street named after him in his hometown. I feel like that would only be right. It's Especially just- now that you said it, I can't like go back home without a picture. Yo, it's a little it's a little um it's a little trip. And then guys J. Electronica's on after that. This song Bar Simpson is fire. So yeah, yeah, yeah. He has a little he has a street named after him. Although I believe the last time I asked about it. It had been stolen. What? The, sign? the street sign. <laughs> yeah. But that happens to all these street signs. So, like, apparently, every legendary street sign that's popping up right now, someone comes and takes it until well, so they get another one. If they've replaced it by now, we're going to drop it steal You got to go. Yeah. And <laughs> you guys can be out of here quick and then we'll yeah, just have to put gone. up another one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's called. Cust- it's Customs called, won't know what it is. Nah, don't think you bought it. It's called, um, <laughs> I think the street's called. It's crazy. The street, I believe, is called KMDMF Doom Lane. Wow. wow. Yeah, that shit's crazy, bro. Oh, he deserves that shit, and he deserves it. Mm. I know. And I posted something about that, and people were like, "He's from England." I was like, yeah, "He's kind of from England, but if you really listen to, if you really listen to nah, what sort Pia, of we claim, we claim him. We claim you, him. Claim him? We you claim, claim him. You guys take him. Yo, he's one we can claim. Yeah. Now, do you guys actually claim him though, in a serious way or no? I mean, not like that, but we do now. But you are. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, like he was born there. It's definitely worthwhile. But I mean, I always I mean, think of it, Long Island being yeah, yeah, sort of... Yeah, yeah. Like without that Long Island experience that kind of turned them into KMD and mm-hmm. turned them into uh, to Doom. So how did the Doom record come together? Because this is when he was alive. And yep, yep. this was not... You know, no one ever regards getting an MF Doom verse as an easy task.
1: Bro, we got a verse in 2018. So... The album didn't come out till last year, so I would have been sitting on Doomverse for like five years or something. Just,
2: wow, that must be hard.
1: You must have wanted to drop that bad. I wanted to drop it bad, but also I knew that it's almost like Now it's now it's gold. If you got that when if as long as everything's situated right, it's gonna everything's gonna go right. And you know, right. we, we had the song. We we got the J Verse um in twenty eighteen as well. So how did the Doomverse happen? We just hit him up. On the internet? Uh, my boy, who used to be my manager, he uh, had booked him a couple of times because he's a big promoter right in the UK. And he just gave me his email. We hit him up, sent him the first half. I mean, and, me and was like, yo, you know, we might not see this money again, yeah?
2: Oh, you sent the bag up front. Yeah, yeah, okay. No, no, we, we sent half up front. Half up front, okay. Yeah, so mean, you figure there's a risk. We might lose this half, but we're going to take this shot. We're going to take a punt.
1: Bro, he must—it must have been less than a week—and he sent the shit back. And we paid him for a sixteen, and he done like a twenty-four. I—I'm I, a rapper that gets paid for sixteens. If I get paid for a sixteen, guess what I'm doing? I'm doing a sixteen. <laughs> <laughs> Real shit you ever wrote. Uh, so, so you know, I know as a rapper, like they must like what they hear and be like, oh, you know.
2: Yeah, yeah. It was, it's, it's and it's him. He yeah. does, he. I feel like Doom. Often goes off on an amount of bars that I'm like, wait, that was yeah. not a 16, that's 20. That's... Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Yo, you must have bugged out when that email hit.
1: Bro, I couldn't even listen to it for the first two days. So I was just like, oh, you know, what if I, and, what and if it, I don't like it? <laughs> I didn't even want to listen to it. For I the know, first by the way, days. little
2: did you know, impossible.
1: Yeah, I mean, one thing was we knew, like when we were recording it, not when I recorded it, but um, like when we were sitting on it, we were like, all right, who do we send this to? Cause it was only like maybe three, four days after we'd recorded it that we, then we sent it to him. Well, like Purist was like, yo, this is the perfect doom joint. This sounds like a doom joint more than it sounds like a Sunny Jim do- joint more than it sounds like a dialect joint. You know what I mean? So we knew he was the person, f- perfect person for it. And yeah, bro, you know what's crazy? Like you hear all these stories about, you know, the typical doom shit. I I mean I love that villain shit. So I love what I I love him doing the crazy shit. But um, we had no problem. The shit was smooth sailing.
2: That's an, that's amazing, bro. And when you got the email, you must have seen that there was an attachment, and you were like, "Oh my god, no way!" Yep. Because I know that experience of when you get something, you see the attachment, yep. you're like, "Oh boy, let's yeah. see what this is." Nat, can you reset the cameras real quick? I'm sorry. Um wow and by the way you just said my you just said my favorite um word that brits say perfect perfect it's 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 i I always think of david brent it's being like a it's perfect um wow that's so dope bro um wait when did you make a um when i'm waiting for you to record okay when did you make a Kev Brown album?
1: The Kev Brown joint. I'm not sure. I think it was like uh, it was. It might have been. I mean, I can check. You want me to check? Well, is it up on Spotify? Well, yeah, is it? Yeah, oh, it's, it's, on it's on Spotify. What's it called? It's called the Joint Venture. Or, oh, the Joint Venture. Or a
2: Joint Venture. I think.
1: It's, yeah.
2: There it is. A Joint Venture. Sonny Jim and Kev Brown. Be
1: maybe 2019. 21. Or... It says. Oh, okay. Yeah. This is so just yeah. three years ago.
2: Yeah. <laughs> What's the joint that I played? Okay, so he made it a few years earlier Yeah, uh, you know, yeah. Time, luxury to yeah spend it was about on a year earlier uh, You something. know we don't have it. We got And this, this was done just on
1: like email? No, no, no I was I was playing a boat party At a festival in Croatia And Kev Brown just happens to be On the boat So my guy, The Purist He also runs Dope The record label, the record label. Yeah okay. So he was like, "Yo, chat to Kev Brown. If you want to make an album, I'll put it out." And I was, so I walked up to Kev Brown. I was like, "Yo, want we'll to do some joints, right?" Because I'm not the type of guy to just, you know, just walk up to someone and be like, "Yo." But we was on a boat in Croatia, and it was a wavy one. So I said to Kev, "Yo," and Kev was like, "Alright, cool, whatever." I know about Kev Brown from years ago, you know. But then I said, "Oh, I got a doom verse," and he went, "Alright, cool, I'm in." <laughs> and uh, and
2: <laughs> Little did, but he he didn't know it wasn't for that project?
1: No, no, I didn't, I didn't lie to him and say it was for that project. But just so but you know I have yeah. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so he was like, I, then he, you know, he started talking to me. So, boom, we gone back to England and my guy who got me the doom, the, who got me the connect for the doom joint, mm-hmm. he was looking after Kev because Kev had a show in London.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So we got back to, from, we was in Croatia, we got back to England and a suit like, we'd be partying for like four or five days straight but when I got back to England and Kev got back to England at the same time and he hit me up and he was like yo you wanna go to studio I didn't wanna go to studio but I was like yo this is Kev Brown like you know went to the studio cooked up like two joints and then he had a show a couple of days later I went to the show I'm talking to him and I'm there with Purist after the show and Purist was like yo tell Kev just to stay for a week we'll get we'll get your flight home Let's come and cook, so he just stayed. So we was in the studio. studio
2: And y'all just did this, this whole thing, yeah. I feel
1: like yeah, he came to my studio oh, and kept us shifting. Like yeah, this is the
0: first show we've Pico done with the gallo and the beef taco, Machino Milano, Salvatore Farragamo, life in the Apollo, like the president, like Pablo and Borneo, sipping Bordeaux rolling up the dinosaur bone. fresh fish fish scale Jim with the gingerell I'm official for real this ain't no kiss itself yo know, Kev
2: Kev is the I mean he is he's maybe my favorite producer I mean he's right wow. there in the conversation my favorite producer and it's amazing cuz our we a DJed for him for years uh managed him
1: Oh wow! Okay. Oh yeah, for, that's oh.
2: my that's my foray into hip hop. Oh
1: okay, yeah, yeah, I knew I knew you and Kevin had a relationship. I didn't know you was wow. yeah yeah. So no no, oh,
2: okay. I was I man, I I, I DJed for Kevin all kinds of random places, and <laughs> and it's and so and our relationship is now non-existent, but it's crazy because, well, two things: a I love him. I don't. I mean, our relationship ended up getting bad. I honestly can't even point out to what anymore. Honestly, okay. okay. But um it it just became unworkable. Like okay, there was yeah. nothing there. But like my fanship for him, it's crazy. No yeah. matter what stage we've been in of our relationship or non-relationship, the the feeling when I get in it for his music has never remotely changed.
1: Yo, I love, He's just no, the I love sickest producer. That. I love to hear that because a lot of people, when they, no, I
2: didn't want to say fall out, but a lot. No, of, no, we fall, like, I would say we fall out.
1: Okay, cool. But a lot of people, when they fall out with someone, they can't even listen to their music or can't nah, even
2: well, I mean, I guess, listen, I guess if one of us had like, robbed each other or fuck the other one's girl or something like maybe then you that but this is just like random hear, yeah, yeah, whatever yeah, 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 yeah. like yeah, yeah. non-compatible relationship See, you and, you or poor petty, expectations you petty
1: like me i'm petty if i fall out with someone it's, it's a wrap <laughs> no
2: there's levels to falling <laughs> no, out i hear you, I hear you. there's like, it, it, our fallout is basically based probably on on the fall on wrong expectations mm. you know like him hoping things would go yeah. a certain way i hope things would go a certain way neither of those things went the way we hoped. Well,
1: it's funny you say that because I'm trying to make
2: album two with him and Kev, if you're listening. <laughs> but have you been trying? Have you been trying to make contact? Yeah. You should hit up, um, you should hit up uh, Camber. By the way, shout out to Camber and Sean Bourne. Um, Nino Brown, they just put out a project this week too. Nino, I mean, sorry, Nino Green. They put out Nino Green 2 this week. You, you heard, I played those joints this week. Yeah, yeah, it's dope, dope shit. So that we're all part of the same crew. Okay, low budget. So Ke- I
1: know about low budget. Yeah, of course. I know the name came, but yeah, yeah. So so yeah.
2: Kev was the first original what? member of Low Budget, and then was there's it Ken
1: Star on Look, Ken Star. Yeah, that's what I know. Camber,
2: about. Sean Bourne, um, IQ, Martial Law, Odyssey. Of course, who's gone on oh, to yeah, kind of yeah, legendary yeah. status at this yeah, point. For sure. Um, my man Quartermain and Wit, but yeah, Camber came. Oh, Roddy Rod. Camber and Roddy talked to Kev. But Kevin and I haven't spoken in a long time. The funny thing is, I've been playing his music this entire time. I play all the Jay Cyanide shit that he puts out. Put Yo, out all, I play all Kevin. shit. Shout
1: out to Jay Cyanide. Me and Jay Cyanide I got an album. We, yeah, in we, the stash? Yeah. When well, is that coming? I mean, bro, at this point, it's just like trying to find a time to in the year to just put all it and do the right. How many projects do you have in the stash? I was telling your brother here. Yeah. I I said, I don't even like saying these sort of things because it sounds funny, but i got like 25 albums done. (laughs) Okay. Relax, pal. No, I'm serious. I I can play play them to you all after this. I got joints. (laughs) I got thousands of records. I won't even be working like that.
2: Yo, you have, um, this project came out November 6th, the newest one, just a few weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah. This joint right here, you got the the, the, the your old Droog and Heem's joint? That Droog, is like, that Droog verse is like five, six years old. So I've been sitting on that too?
1: Not deliberately, just, you know, it was just there.
2: Picking the right spot.
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: Teams and so drew.
1: Jump shots yeah. in these Jordan ones. This was all pumped. Poured Bordeaux on the Bourguignon, then driving all to I'm staying on the line until it's all gone. We are both safe. Saudi prince in a gold grave. Yeah. So tell me, Before what smooth,
2: what is uh rate, what is life day. like? Uh, what's the financial life like for an underground rapper from England, bro? Um, I mean, you're posted up here in New York for the week, going to UFC, hanging out, doing your thing.
1: Yeah. It's, it's pretty good now. It's not, see what, before I quit, quit what I was doing, I started doing rap full time. I was paid. Like I was, I was getting real money, but now I'm getting UK rapper money, underground indie money. So it ain't like what what I was on before, but you know, I I get, I get to just um, do this every day. So it's the trade off.
2: Yeah, man. You get to live life and have a good time making your art. Yeah. And by the way, I mean, it's not as if you've hit the ceiling. You know what I mean? No, no. Like, I think you're probably just Getting started. Yeah. I feel like
1: I'm just getting started. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And like, and we, you know, and shout out to, um, uh, Benny was just here before you got here. Shout out to Griselda who, they did so many different things for rap, uh, intentionally and unintentionally. But one of those things is, Showed that you could break through in your late 30s. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. And remind people that we already know that hip hop, you know, there are there are rappers who are 50 now, but they've been on for 25 years. Mm. They showed that you could get popping in your mid 30s. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. Like when you really think about it, whether Gun- Westside Guns in his early 40s now. But you see, no one no one ever brings up that age. No, it doesn't but, really matter. Right. But hip hop's always been a thing where, oh,
1: you're old guy, you're past it, and you're like, but it's changed now, isn't it? Especially with people like that, just
2: like... It's all about the, the approach to it and, you know, the situation. And also, they got more
1: source than a lot of kids who are 20, so... You know, yeah, they,
2: that, exactly.
1: If you got source, you got source, I think it don't really matter your age, you know what I mean?
2: How much are people in the US checking for you at this point? Like, Bro, have you done a bunch of shows out here yet?
1: No, I haven't done a bunch of shows out here. I'm planning to come back out soon, and I want to put put a show on in New York, only something small, and i want to do it myself. And I know it's gonna be it's gonna be a wave, but I I haven't really yeah. All I've been doing out here is just you know what? There's a bunch of um yeah. I'll tell you this so cats like Top Shelf and a few others. Five years ago, I I looked on their platform and I was like, hmm, shit, you know. Maybe like, maybe I can get on and do this and, and go on these platforms. And then fast forward to like, you know, now I'm hearing people up and they're like, yo, we'd love you to come on. So, the, you know, the, the, is it the barometer or, you know, wherever it was has, has changed for me. So yeah. You know, what was your original question?
2: Oh, <laughs> uh, had you done shows out here.
1: No, I was talking about. Age, so, about,
2: age. Oh, about age. Yeah. No, I was talking about New York. About, uh, no. And, and had you started to get recognition in the yeah, States? That's it. That's it. Yeah, I, f- I feel I have. It's hard to gauge. I'm telling you right now, as God is my witness, the platform, this one at platform is not huge. We have no. our, we have our, our ni- we're niche also. Mm. We're going to be 54 years old this year, bro. And we, we, we're, we're niche, we're niche also. But it's a nice audience. And I'm guessing a high percentage of the people who heard this interview you're going to gain people now who if you were to come to town, they're going to be like, oh, I'm going to fuck with the Sunny Jim show. No, I appreciate it. I I really believe that. Like, your your music is one that, you know, it's hard picking out the artists who I think are going to translate to this kind of old school crowd who started listening to me and Saif in, you know, the the mid-2000s when we Mm. were interviewing sort of legends. You don't know who they're going to take to, you know, at this stage in their Mm. life. You know, Mm. they started listening to us when they were... 25 30 now they're 40 45 like people have children and some people don't have you know that they're not following up with current hip-hop right like yeah, they listen yeah, to course. podcasts they, they they would sooner listen to rappers talk on a podcast than listen to it's albums new music yeah that's crazy so what i hope to do is i don't try to over inundate the people with new music i try to be selective about the things that i think they would actually mm. fuck with So when Mark said you could come through, I was like, you know what? I think Sonny Jim, I think this will cut through. Like, A, I think we have, well, a, first of all, we have an, we have a, England's one of our better markets uh, in general. So like outside of the US, England's, I think our number one market. Um, So I think there'll be people who are familiar and others who are apt to be familiar and want to support some good. Because the, the thing about you being underground British rap, like there are so many people there who still don't know you. They're still fucking with, they're still listening to old school. They're only listening to Nas shit, you know, and doom records. They don't hear the new shit. There's so many
1: people in my own city who don't know. Exactly. You know what I mean? So it's just.
2: So we, so, so one step at a time, but yeah, man, it feels like it's going the right direction. You, you got a lot of dope music out there and um, I'm glad we got to have this conversation. No, I appreciate it, bro. Um, Also for anyone listening right now, um, by the time you're hearing this, go uh, on the YouTube channel. And you can watch the video and also the freestyle video, which is some fire over some Rock Marcy shit. Yes, sir. Do you have a Rock Marcy record already?
1: couple, yeah. We, they're already out. I got one that I produced for him and Conway, the, an EP that I put out. Uh, it's called Kevlar Tux. I got one that I produced for him and Vic Spencer and Verbal Kent. Yeah, we got, we got- You got, we got shit. We As got, you produce- yeah. you produce. I produce too. I, a lot of people don't really know that. I mean, I, I, pro, I produced a whole EP for Conway back in 2018.
2: Wow. Yeah, but people. What's your machine of choice? Oh, the MP. Wow, you're an MP guy, huh?
1: Yeah, but I also like DJ Khaled a bit and just go, yo, you press that, you press that, and. (laughs) (laughs) So, (laughs) So, you know. I like that. I like that. But you can use the MPC. I can push the
2: buttons, yeah. You can put. By by the way, I'll take your word for it. I mean, (laughs) that MPC is tough, bro. I got a 1000 and I am, you know, I'm not. That's why I use a 1000. I'm not technically incapable. Like I edit video, I edit audio. I've I've produced records. I've made beats with very basic shit. I cannot figure out the MP, bro. Bro, it's you think- so unnatural to me. It's so <laughs> Natalie. You be, you, it's interesting if you ever play around with it. It's like so to me. It is so unintuitive.
1: Yeah, I mean, to some people, it's like going back in time. It is it
2: is. no, it, it's literally going back in time. And I'm like, wait, they want you to. Yeah. I find this shit to be complete fuckery. Yeah. But then once you have like, when I, once I actually properly load the sounds, it's a lot of fun. Yo, that's the hard, not the hard part, but the 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 the, the work
1: part, loading everything up, loading getting sounds ready. You
2: no, know, that's when you go into calibre, and he yeah. and 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 he's like, yeah. yo, load that motherfucker up, man. By the time I get back, yeah. I'm gonna go roll this blunt. That's it. And then load and that, that shit. And then you hop on the machine. And press the pads, yeah. and that's the fun bit, right? You can you hit the pads, I mean. Yo, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can yeah. catch a draw a little yeah, pattern. Yeah. Who wants to chop? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're like, take a little off this, though. I don't know how to turn the fucking wheel no, and that, get the beats down. No, that's that's the truth, yeah. Um, his name is Sonny Jim. The album, one more time, Autolon and Armagnac. Shout out to my boy Lee Scott. I can Lee say. I can play, say super confidently, no Americans understand what the fuck you're saying. Can I just tell you what it means? Yes.
1: All right. Quick. And spell it, please, so All they right. can find the album. So, so we actually spelled it wrong initially and I had to call the vinyl Company and go, yo, we spelled Ortolan wrong. Luckily, we got it fixed in time. But it's O-R-T-O-L-A-N and Armagnac. I'll just quickly explain what it means. So back in... I like to eat, remember? So back in like 19th century, like Parisian, like there used to be this delicacy and it's a whole baby sparrow that they drown in Armagnac while it's alive and then they roast the whole thing and then the way they eat it, they eat the whole thing apart from the beak. But you've got to put a napkin over your head because it's considered such a
2: disgusting thing to do. You have to hide your sins from God. Yo, that is a horrifying, horrifying image in every way. Would you try it? I would not. (laughs) Just on a loan of drowning the poor live sparrow, a baby sparrow? I mean, it's illegal now, even in France. Oh, God. What is going on? I've always said the French are sick. I'm just just kidding. Calm down. Um, (laughs) Hey, uh, thank you, man, for doing this. Bro, I appreciate you having me on here. Thank you, bro. All right, everyone. Good night. Peace.